Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Hail to the Pod. I'm here with my co-host, Sam Chang. And today we're going to be talking about um, the end of the war in Afghanistan. Anyway, but before we get into that, how's it going, Sam? I'm doing good. It's uh, July 3rd, the day before Freedom Day. It's a very exciting time. Yeah, so I, I feel that this was a good day to pick this topic at the very least with all the news that's been swarming around about it anyway. But the main issue I think that we should address here would probably have to be the return of the Taliban. For those of you who don't know, the Taliban is the or is one of the controlling or tyrannical governments that has ruled over Afghanistan since the 1990s. Ever since 9-11, the U.S. has worked um, endlessly for the past 20 years in the war in Afghanistan to dispel them and get rid of them. But as the U.S. has decided to end the war in Afghanistan and uh, bring its troops back home, the Taliban has slowly been regaining ground. So I, I just wanted to know your thoughts on that to start us off here. Well, first, I don't think the Taliban is a government. Well, first, they're just a bunch of uh, warlords that just took some land and just claimed, they claimed it. They're just a bunch of ragtag, bunch, uh, just a bunch of uh, radical soldiers. I don't think there is, they don't have this complex system that we do. But um, okay. uh, where do I start? Jeez. Uh, God. I mean, well, first off, right? Um, yeah. I think before uh i made some claims right about how yeah. i was i was uh i supported some sort of withdrawal uh but like oh sorry about that um it's cool but like i want to like bring this up so i don't sound like a typical politician who just goes back on his words uh yeah like sometime before i was i post on my stories and stuff and how um, how we should r- remove our troops from the Middle East. And I criticized Biden for conducting an airstrike. I uh, was kind of happy that we are ending the war at first, but now learning about it a little bit more, I think uh, it seems like a necessary thing to do, but it seems like a mistake like a huge mistake that it will bite us in the ass and like uh not us well not only us but also people in afghanistan Um, what what gives you what gives you that specific feeling exactly well first uh i thought when if the troops are with are withdrawn right the taliban would take over and just now, I read something on the New York Times that this was a terrible moment to withdraw, uh, to withdraw uh, because um, um, because people in Afghanistan are now on their own potentially, except for uh, America, except for possible airstrikes that Americans could conduct. Because even though our troops are leaving. We still have bases around near the area, but um, it wouldn't be as much as we uh, used to have. 
And uh, there's a bunch of uh, claims from the New York Times that, uh, that militia groups are starting to form to fight back the Taliban. And uh, people in Afghanistan are potentially, uh, they're on their own now. Uh, they have to govern themselves, but their government is, well, the thing is, they want their government to help them, right? Because that's what the government does. Yeah. But since it, it's in a very um, precarious moment right now because of the Taliban growing, they're spreading their um, influence, they're getting more land and territory, the government in wartime usually can't fulfill its democratic needs. And I always had the belief that the um, Americans have um, completely fucked up in the Middle East, that we try to do something very good, like nation building, but we failed. And I think many times I would say we have failed. But uh, in this New York Times article, it says that in the early stages of occupation and back in like the early 2000s, right? Um, yeah. We were actually pretty successful. We built schools. Um, many in the urban areas in Afghanistan started to see a change economically. There was a development of an urban middle class. Uh, hospitals were being constructed and uh, kids were going to school and, uh, and houses were being built. Uh, basically billions of dollars were being sent in from, uh, for infrastructure and we were pretty successful. But the thing is, the reason why success is not really apparent because the Afghan government was really corrupt. There was rampant corruption at that time and billions of dollars were either misused or just stolen. So that's why uh, there was really no big success. So I was like, my point here being is that my belief that everything is wrong, that we messed up everything is not really true, but there were, there are indeed challenges and they were challenges. And even that small type of success, right? Yeah. Really changed my mind a little bit because now the withdrawal is, is, uh, like people in Afghanistan, the good people of Afghanistan are worried because all the small types of success that they've gained, which would be like women's rights. They're going to school, having basic, uh, like having a small hint of democracy will be thwarted because the Taliban has all the freedom now to just go in. And um, I mean, Originally, right, I had this yeah. belief that, oh, it's a waste of money. The Middle East is a waste of money. We spent, what, $6 trillion? I think that was the number, like trillions of dollars since 2001 on this, and we haven't had a glimpse of success. We did have some success, but it was so small. Well, not small, but it wasn't that big. Like, we didn't make Afghanistan from a wasteland to a great prospering country. Uh, but yeah, I think 
overall, um, I mean, I think honestly, for now, the withdrawal is inevitable. I can't do anything. Uh, no one could do anything except for the president. Yeah. But I could guarantee you that we should go back there and first use the time that we have to review the situation very precisely. Because if we, if like, I mean, we achieved some success, we built schools, we did things. I mean, the corruption was there and it just kind of backfired at us. And I mean, I think I could guarantee you that I would support a more thoughtful, scrutinized plan to return, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, first, I have to agree with you on this. Uh, for example, right, as the U.S. has been pulling out of Afghanistan, I'm pretty sure, I, I forgot where I saw this, but I read this before we got on here to talk about this. I'm pretty sure the Taliban has already covered one third to nearly, or has reclaimed about one third to nearly a half of all the territory in Afghanistan since the U.S. has been withdrawing. And you bring up a good point. There are severe ramifications to um, letting the Taliban take control of the country again. And as uh, among them, you listed things like women's rights, education, and, you know, necessary things that we see as uh, necessities or, you know, things that we often look at and just see as normal. These people probably won't have access to if the Taliban regains control. And among the fears you listed, uh, um, one of the greatest is at, at least for the people of Afghanistan with, um, that you mentioned with these like militia groups and stuff is that civil war would ensue. Definitely. So, yeah. So, definitely. yes. So, if anything, it would just make the circumstances that are already present there more dire than they already are. Um, but I think you're right. At some point, I feel we've been as since we've been in uh, the Middle East, or at least in Afghanistan, for twenty almost twenty years now. I think it is necessary to at least accept or acquiesce the fact that, um. For now, we need to withdraw. It's been going on for 20 years. I'm pretty sure this is America's longest foreign war. I feel we need it's necessary to withdraw for now. And as you said, it is inevitable. But I feel that there should still be some level of occupation in the region just to ensure at least the safety of uh, and the protection of people's rights where and when we can. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, well, first, I'm probably gonna have criticisms for what I just said, but so I think one of them being is that, well, well, first, I think uh, because of my claims earlier, like months before today or weeks before today, 
I did say some things that are very anti um, Middle East occupation. But um, the reason, I guess, oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just losing my train of thought. I have so many thoughts in my mind right now. Uh, well, first, again, I've learned more things about this. And I'm willing to continue to learn more. But for right now, I mean, we're, pro we're just withdrawing at this moment in time is just like a It's very risky. I mean, like, let's not look at a, oh, look at this from our perspective. Let's look at this from the Af Afghani's perspective. Um, I think, like I said, many normal Afghan people fear about uh, fear the potential rule of uh, Taliban rule. I mean, first women. Right here uh, in the New York Times, it says, we have, the U.S. occupation has ensured gains in women's rights. Education, like basic equal human rights. Education and uh, a certain, quote unquote, better way of living. But it's like very, um, it's not, of course, like the American way of living that we have right now, but... Um, I mean, I see this as counterintuitive. I mean, yes, we would probably see a reduction in the costs of uh, like, this has been expensive for America, uh, the occupation of the Middle East. So we probably would see, and also a lot of American soldiers' lives would be, would not be lost because uh, we are withdrawing. But I mean, this is basically we're, we're basically ensuring that authoritarianism is going to rule Afghanistan once again. And also, a civil war would uh, would ensue between the Taliban and the Afghan government. I mean, this is so difficult because I can't really say anything about uh, say anything about this because this is such a very unpopular thing to talk about, and uh, I, for one. My, one part of me wants to get out of that, the Middle East, but the other part of me doesn't doesn't want to, and for good reason because I want to help the good people of Afghanistan. But we've screwed up so many times. It's partly because of the U, the U.S. government. Because well, first we acted the casualties. I mean, for, for our actions was like we killed so many innocent uh, so many innocent people while killing the bad guys. And uh, yeah, this is basically Vietnam. I to, mean, yeah, just, sorry. just, just, yeah, just quickly to interject here. I, we're, I, I, I was just looking. So, although we are leaving Afghanistan, I'm pretty sure I forgot his name. It, it was a general. He has authorization to at least leave 300 troops in the region. Also, Biden has at least allowed the U.S. to still have the ability to conduct airstrikes when necessary. Yes. So, uh, although, like, let's say about over 95% of U.S. presence is gone, 
well, they'll still be somewhat involved, just not as heavily involved as we've been for the past 20 years. So, yeah, um, this is a dilemma, definitely. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go for a moment because I think I haven't explained this very well. I'm going to read you, okay. read you and you guys listening uh, what I'm trying to say and like why I'm having this sort of inner concern and dilemma. This is from the New York Times. It's titled Afghans wonder what about us as the U.S. troops prepare to withdraw. Many Afghans fear that without the umbrella of American protection, the country will unable to preserve its modest gains towards democracy and women's rights. A female high school student in Kabul, uh, Kabul, Kabul, Afghanistan's war-scarred capital is worried that she won't be able to graduate. A pomegranate farmer in Kandahar wonders if his orchards will ever be clear of Taliban landmines. A government soldier in Ghazni uh, fears he will never stop fighting. Three Afghans from desperate, well, despair, de disparate walks of life now each asking the same question. What will become of me when the Americans leave? Okay. Wahida Sadeki, a 17-year-old, an 11th grader at Pardis High School in Kabul. I'm worried about my future. It seems so murky. That if the Taliban take over, I lose my identity. It is about my existence. It is not about their withdrawal. I was born in 2004, and I have no idea what the Taliban did to women. But I know women were banned from everything. I mean, I think from reading that, it just, like, hit me hard, you know? It's just, uh, yeah. I had this first belief that we, that we Americans screwed up everything. But when I read modest gains in democracy and women's rights, I mean, I thought to myself, if this were true, if we did make these modest gains, I mean, wouldn't it be possible that we could do even more? Because I would, I would support op, uh, in, um, good occupation if it's done well. And I think it has the potential of, of doing well. It all depends on the leadership. And I think that a U.S.-led occupation is not really the way to go. It depends, again, it depends on who the leader is. I mean, if the, I think most of the generals and politicians, they don't really care about most of, some of them don't really care about um, good governance in the region. There's this whole thing about the military industrial complex and how if we just keep, continue to uh, be involved in conflicts in the Middle East, well, first of all, then the people making the weapons will gain profit because the politicians are forced to by those uh, weapons companies uh, financially um, to keep these wars going. 
so that politicians could get the money from these weapon companies for elections and stuff. And the weapons companies could gain a profit. I mean, in a utopia, if I, I, I like, I, I'm not going to be like pretentious or something. I'm not saying ah, I'm this good leader or something. But uh, if I were in the government, if I controlled what happens in the Middle East, I would be sure if that we would do some good. And I would institute what uh, I would do whatever means necessary peacefully to give basic needs to a Afghan people. I wouldn't give a damn about the military industrial complex. I, I don't want to start wars. But I will do go to war with the Taliban to protect people. I mean, it sounds ridiculous because like people now, the young uh, people don't trust the government anymore because of the questionable things that has done, especially in the Middle East. But I want to say, I think this is everyone could get, could establish this from what I'm saying, but I think that the withdrawal is a mistake. And uh, I think to, because it's inevitable, we should go back with a good conscience and good intentions and a clear, well-developed plan and with good people. Uh, I just want to go back, I guess. Not for bad intentions, but I just really think that the Taliban would do nothing good. And if we leave or if we don't have any concern for free people in Afghanistan, then I think we don't, then we're not, then everything that we've said to do, which is basically, I call America's promise to the world that we love, we want to preserve democracy and we want to help people will be thwarted. Okay. You know I, yeah, I do. I think it's great that 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 sounds like the best route to take, but I think you also have to look at it from the perspective of how much, because you said um, that you are looking to at least go back there so that we can fight off the Taliban while also creating these schools and jobs and these op and the opportunities for the Afghan people, right? Yep. So I agree with that, but here's, here's where the real issue comes in. Do we have... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Give me, give me a quick second. Do we have, yeah, do we have the, the money for this? Do we have the budget for this? Because think about it, right? I, I, I don't know. We've, I, I just looked it up. As you said earlier, we've spent trillions of dollars over the past 20 years funding this war in Afghanistan. And how much more would we have to, to pay or how, how much more would it cost for us to help prop up 
Afghan civilization and and help these people get on their feet, how much more would it cost? I don't know if we have... Do, do you think we have the resources for it? And do you think that... I, I, I feel like... Do you think that this should also be just like a U.S.-led thing where it's just the United States? Or what do you think about that? I don't like the idea of a U.S.-led operation because, well, first, ideally, if we could get European nations and other developed nations at the same level, like instead of us taking over, of having most of the say, that we have equal say, and that would be a joint effort, then I guess we, I don't know how much, I think the financial burden would be leveled in some way. That will be, some of it is relieved off of our backs. But then again, there will be so many, dis, I would see so many disagreements between us and our allies over, I, I don't know, how to handle this situation because um, I guess we have different perspectives. Um, um, I think, yeah, the financial thing is, is a good, it's a good criticism. I criticized it too before. I mean, I, I don't want to say that we will do whatever it takes because honestly, I think everyone is tired of this. Even if there were modest gains in what we did in Afghanistan. Um, I mean, I, I, I really want to say no. I, I don't really think that I would do, like part of me, a big part of me wants to say we will do it, whatever it takes to ensure that true freedom is in Afghanistan, no matter the, like the cost of the bill, but I don't think that would happen because there was there there's so many that we have so many problems now uh, domestically and also the climate crisis. Um, the uh, what else? Other expensive the other things that we have to do to uh, other things to react that require a lot of money. It's a very tough situation. I really, really want to say, uh, I don't care. We'll, I really want to say that, but I don't think, I think that's just foolish. Yeah, I, because think about it, right? Um, this, how, how much are taxpayers paying for this? J just want to add this in here quickly. You, you, I know you mentioned you also have like a lot of domestic things to worry about. I, I agree with that. For example, I think just recently, just, just to give an example, the House of Representatives just passed an infrastructure bill worth over $700 billion. Um, I'm not quite sure how they're paying for that. I'm assuming it's going to be with taxes, you know. But... Uh, yeah, oh, I want to interject here respectfully. Okay. The taxes are like an increase in corporate taxes. There is a global tax where uh, to ensure that, because uh, Biden wants a huge tax, right? On the, on the wealthy. Yeah. And uh, 
in order to like ensure that those companies being heavily taxed don't offshore, they don't leave the country to avoid those taxes. There, a lot of nations, the G20, have agreed that to maintain a global tax to ensure that the U.S. U.S. companies don't just leave the U.S. to Germany or to、uh, France or to or even an island, because there are some smaller nations involved. So yeah, I think that's the way to、uh, to pay this. Okay, that's fair. I just yeah, I didn't know the specific means behind how they were going to pay for that, but. Okay, so that's bad example, but you get the idea, though. It's everyone's tired of this. I understand why we went to war in the first place, but I don't know. I I feel what what personally. I don't know. I I, I don't think there's anything more we can do at this point. You know. President Biden's hands are tied, and he's got a lot to deal with at home. I feel that at least maybe he's taking his his main priority is dealing with more of the issues at home first before anything abroad. Because how can you know? At least I feel this is. I feel like I, at least I feel this is the case. How do you particularly deal with? Other nations' problems when your own country's having its problems. Not to say that we shouldn't help. It's just that there's so much that is probably that he's probably preoccupied with. So I feel that this is this is definitely a hard decision. Uh, certainly, and uh. I really don't really where this is going. Like,、uh, if he didn't really like listen up to now, well, then that's kind of well. What I just said is like kind of obvious. Like, I don't really like it, but that's too bad. I mean, this is the reality. I mean, it's not so simple. Like, you can't really say I support this or I don't support this about this、uh, about this issue and just maintain that. For some for some things you can, if there's like clear evidence for something like climate change. Oh, climate change has been.、Uh, it's just it. It will surely destroy the the earth and the economy in the next like what fifty, like sixty or whatever the figure is. Then having a then having a position on that saying I support any action against climate change. Well, that's certain. That's that's good. Well, for these things like foreign. Um, obligations, issues. This is where, like, like people are tested. Like where I'm tested right now, and I think you're tested.、Uh, on one hand, I want to help the good people of Af- Afghanistan, no matter what, and I want to do it diligently and make no mistakes. That's me. That means like not conducting conducting poor airstrikes that kill some civilians while killing,、uh, well, conducting airstrikes that kill Taliban mem- members while con-、uh, kill- also indirectly killing、uh, civilians. 
I mean, it's a hard decision. Uh, I don't really, I don't really like this. I want to help, but the reality is just like too fucked up. Uh, because I mean, we're in, instable at home. We're unstable at home. Uh, so like financially and also emotionally, we are not like in the head game to like help other people. If we can't even help ourselves, how can we help other people? That's a good like point to raise. But at the same time, I think it's due to the general like good Samaritan nature in me and in almost everyone that I want to help because I don't want to see people being like having their rights thwarted, living in some tyrannical shithole. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't want that in my mind. Like, oh, I'm withdrawing. Yeah, that's good for us. But what about them? I think for now, I can't really change anything. No one can. <laughs> but the, the thought of having that in the back of my mind, it's like, Jesus Christ. It's like I'm betraying people, you know? It's like. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to add this. I think, personally, I feel one thing that prevented the war in Afghanistan from ending earlier than it did. I, I think I remember vaguely, but um, if you know anything about this, Sam, correct me if I'm wrong. Just, just give me like two seconds. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. So, where is it? Okay, yeah. So, the big issue here was that I'm pretty sure back during the beginning of the war in Afghanistan, the U.S. had began constructing a road around or within the country. Uh, and, you know, roads are good for commerce and transporting goods. And I'm pretty sure that's what the use of the road was for. And it was actually very effective in helping the U.S. fight off the Taliban. But... I think, I don't remember, I think there was, I think during the start of the Iraq war, there was um, some of those resources uh, were actually taken and or used to fight the war in Iraq. And the Taliban had taken advantage of that by also destroying a lot of, a lot of the roads and infrastructure, which hindered the transportation of goods and weapons i could i'm pretty sure that was the case i i could be wrong about it but i'm pretty sure that was the case so i feel um allocating resources to both of those wars was at least i feel the definite a def, a, a significant factor in why the war has taken so long. I, I could be wrong about that, but... Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, uh, so... Jeez. Uh, I mean, what else do I have to say about that? So, uh, I mean... I don't know how to... Honestly, I don't have a solution to this. Like, it's so difficult, and I need to do more research, as I sh everyone should.
looks like um, I have this way of thinking where I just look at something and it's like, this should happen, but realistically, can this happen? Like, oh, I like, this should happen. Like, I have this idea of like, what should be happening. It was like, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, the imagination is not based on reality. So I don't know what else is, what else that I'm missing. Uh, well i think that at least at this point we've said everything that we could about this because i i don't know where we should go from here especially since after what you read what you read to me and to everyone else that's listening about um that that girl a little while back it's um i don't know it's uh, uh for now i guess all that's left to say is that um for now we um i don't know for now we just leave and regroup i guess uh, we retreat and we regroup because i don't think there's anything left for us to do you know I mean, yeah, so we withdraw, we regroup, uh, theoretically, even if we, if, I don't know if we have a plan to go back or I don't think so in the, in, in the future, but for now, I think the Afghan people are basically alone for, yeah, for now. So mm. I think that's it. Uh, yeah. I, th I sincerely think that this is a mistake, but it's, it's mm. what it is. So uh, I guess we'll end it off here. So this is Hell to the yep. Pod. My name is Sam Chang, and this is Seb Rizard, and signing out. All right.